You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. For a long time, they've said value investing is dead. Well, if value investing is dead, I say long live value investing. Since Pfizer's successful vaccine announcement six months ago, we've seen recently undervalued sectors of our market and all over the world reunite uh, in the fight. These include banks and energy, automotives, advertising independent businesses like ours in media. And since then, we've seen the value style of investing uh, make a big comeback. Now, speaking at the annual virtual Schroeder's Investment Symposium, uh, which for the first time was hosted virtually, Simon Adler and Liam Nunn, fund managers uh, for equity value at Schroeder's, discussed if value ship has sailed. Simon, welcome to the show. Value investors waited over a decade, surely not to miss the boat now. Uh, how are you reading things? Yeah, thank you for, your, for having me on board. Um, I think as we look today, we think there's huge opportunity left in value. As you say, it's had a little bit of a bounce. But when you look and cast your mind back to how tough the last few years is, cast your mind back to how tough most of 2020 was, the, the difference between value and growth is still so large. You know, the dispersion between the two is still at levels that is more extreme on most measures than the dot-com boom. So we think we've, there's a lot of opportunity in value. We're very optimistic about the prospects for value. We think it, it holds a key place in investors' portfolios. Now, in the last couple of years in particular, we've begun to see the, the sort of crazy market behavior, the irrational exuberance, and it's all over the place. If you look at the way cryptos or meme stocks are, are suddenly uh, blown up to all kinds of levels that just don't support the fundamentals. Uh, we're seeing this behavior again of the dot-com 99-2000 era. Surely this time is different, though, because we do see at least uh, many of these tech companies are generating cash flows and, and profits uh, and, and real earnings. Yeah, well, this time it's different, as Sir John Templeton said, are the foremost dangerous words in investment. Every generation, people say, value's dead. Every generation, people say, value has to adapt to the new world. And every generation says, this time it's different because these particular companies are so special, you can buy them at any price. And and I agree with you, Michael, that there is a lot of bubble-like activity out there. And and something that's very interesting to remember is the biggest four companies in 2000 were not the last-minute.coms or the pets.coms, which is what people remember it being so extreme about. Mm. The biggest four companies in 2000 were Microsoft, Intel, IBM, and Cisco. Now, they are four terrific businesses. They're four businesses that from 2000 grew very, very fast with great returns on capital. They generated cash. They did all of the things that you just said the big companies now do. And three years on, on average, you'd have lost 60, 60% of your money investing in those. So for those that are arguing this time it's different, it's worth remembering history. Because the big companies in 2000 were big, profitable, high market share, high cash generation, high returns on capital that did go on to grow very, very quickly. They just lost you money. And that's why... A great business isn't necessarily a great investment. Oh, it's a super example of that. We know history doesn't rhyme, but it often repeats. And, and, and I think that is just a fantastic example of why company valuation matters. Perhaps we need to dial this back a bit for those listeners who, who really don't understand uh, value as a thematic or a factor. I, I know Schroeder's has a view on whether or not it is a factor. How do you define value investing? I think it's very simple. It's simply 
trying to buy things cheaply. The same thing that all of us do in our everyday lives. We go to a supermarket and there's two identical products and one's half the price. We buy the one that's half the price. And that's at its essence what value investing is. It's looking at businesses and trying to buy companies when they're really, really discounted. Now, that often means you're buying them when things are going a bit badly for them, you know, when they've entered a blip. So in the pandemic last year, lots of companies got really beaten up because they were leisure companies or they were automotive companies that were going to have a tough time uh, because of the pandemic. But the pandemic will be temporary. It will fade. We will move on from the pandemic. And we'll have had the opportunity to buy some fabulous businesses at very low prices. So for us, value is simply buying companies that are very cheap. We, the academic record for value is, is phenomenal. And I can talk about that if you'd like me to talk about some of the, the data around that. Well, I mean, share some of the data because it, it, it is fascinating if you look at some of the historic literature uh, at this point in time. I think it's a, a very important discussion to have as we're having this uh, big discussion in markets about what happens with rising inflation, potentially rising interest rates. And when the Fed starts talking about tapering, all should be very supportive uh, continually into the future for valuation. What does the data tell us? So the data agrees with you. And, and what's amazing is if, if you just take a very simple data point. So if you go back to 1926, the, the roaring 20s 100 years ago, and if your grandfather had 10 grand or your grandmother had 10 grand and they chose to invest that in growth shares, the really fast-growing, exciting shares, and then every year they just bought the most exciting shares. And if your, your other grandparents had decided to buy value shares, let's think how much they'd have at, at the end. So the, the growth shares would be worth $80 million today. That seems pretty fantastic. The value shares would be worth $780 million, almost 10 times as much. You've got almost 10 times the returns from consistently buying the cheap shares. And, and what's critical is through that period, you've had everything you can imagine. You've had a world war. You've had the Cold War. You've had the rise of China, the rise of Japan. You've had the invention of the internet, you've had the invention of air travel, you know, everything you can imagine has changed in that period, except one thing, which is human beings. And that is what creates these opportunities for value investors, because human beings get too scared when things are going a bit badly, mm. and they get too excited when things are going a bit well. And today, we're in a place where we think people are too excited about some of these tech companies, some of the great businesses out there. And we think people are too pessimistic about some of the companies that we own, that we think are cheap, and which will, to your point, absolutely should be able to benefit from the reopening, from you know, yeah. potential increases in interest rates and potential increases in inflation. So the stage is set for value today and we think that's exciting. It's certainly exciting if you look at what CEOs of some of the largest consumer facing companies are saying looking back into their archives the parallels here between what happened in the late um, uh, early part of uh, the, the 1918 1990 1920 period we had the Spanish flu we had the end of the first world war and there was a great sense of relief that gave rise to the roaring 20s uh, we know how that ended obviously with uh, the Great Depression but for that decade uh, we saw um, human behavior that thing that doesn't tend to change over time come to the fore people wanted to come out and spend and travel it was the age of the Gatsby and flappers and and that kind of thing but I want to bring us uh, 
um, back to a more recent period. That was the dot-com boom. What happened when the music stopped last time? It's a great question, and it's very important that, that people remember this. So we go to the, the peak in 2000, when everyone was very excited. These internet companies were changing the world. Three years later, the MSCI World Index, so, so a kind of typical basket of companies, was down 45%. People had lost almost half of their money. And we talked earlier about IBM, Cisco, Microsoft, and so on. They had lost 60%. So for those that had more of their money in technology, they'd probably lost more than half of their money three years later. Meanwhile, people that had invested in value shares had made money. Their portfolios would have been up over 25% over the same period. And that's what happened when the music stops. And five years later, people that invested in values, their, their portfolio would have been up over 200%. And people that invested in the overall market would still have been losing money, down a bit over 10%. So when the music stops, value, if it's anything like 2000, was the place to be. And growth and tech was, you know, they had the biggest hangover. If you're looking to find value in unexpected places of the market and, uh, and you believe that this thesis is going to hold true this time again, how do you as a house go about finding value in some of the more unexpected places? Yeah, so it's, it's a lot of hard work, is the truth. We, we work extremely hard. We're looking all around the world, scouring the world for those good businesses that have got too cheap. So, so we've got lots of the kind of value that, that many people are aware of, things like banks and insurance companies that we think are really cheap. But you can also find value in pharmaceutical companies. There's a number of pharmaceutical companies, for example, where they've got big drugs that are going to roll off patent and everyone worries that they're not going to have any new drugs again. Now, that defies history. Pharmaceutical companies, year after year, generation after generation, decade after decade, come up with new drugs. And they've all spent billions sorting it out. So, so we just simply step in when everyone's fearful, buy them, and we patiently wait till it gets better again. You can buy some quite high-quality uh, leisure companies. You know, there's, there's some that are really great businesses that have great balance sheets, so loads of cash and no debt that are beaten up today. But at some point, to your roaring 20s point, people will go on holiday again. And these are the survivors, the ones that aren't going to go bust, that are going to be there when we want to go on holiday again. They're the best assets and they're cheap. And we're able to buy them and we're patiently wait. So it's about scouring the world. It's about being patient and it's about taking advantage from other people being too short term. Simon Adler, Fund Manager at Equity Value at Schroders, uh, with a very good point there right at the end as well. Not too late to uh, embark on that uh, value investing journey. The boat hasn't uh, left, if you were wondering.